Hello to all our listeners around the world. This is the Hattrick and Ramsey Unleashed podcast show. You're listening to Hattrick and Ramsey Unleashed. The People's Podcast. We are here to rock the podcast world. Right, thank you. We're back, and we're going to be interviewing on today's show uh, Kelly Love, a Scottish actress from Glasgow, is living in Hollywood. And you're about to find out about how she got into her got into acting, um, and the process that she went through, and what brought her to making the choice to go to America, and what she's doing now. She's not had a long career, but you'll uh, she's still almost twenty four. But you'll find out exactly how a Scot- Scottish actress or actors anybody can go make it in the big time or make it across the pond in America and how much, how easy or hard it is. And if you're interested in acting, you can contact Kelly Love, who we're about to interview, uh, through her website or go to our Facebook group called Scottish Actors and Filmmakers if you're a keen actor or actress. So here, coming up, and here's the, here's the fantastic interview I had with Kelly Love, Great person to chat to, brilliant, um, brilliant insight to what she does and uh, the kind of name dropping across that she's been doing. Uh, what I'm trying to say is, <laughs> she's hanging out with some big people, big names, and she was doing a bit of name dropping. It was brilliant. Yeah, it was great, great fun interview. So here, listen up, sit back. Get your cup of tea, boil the kettle, get a cup of coffee, sit back and listen to the Hattrick and Ramsey Unleashed interview with Kelly Love. Hello and welcome to Hattrick and Ramsey Unleashed, the people's podcast. We're here with our actress model all the way from Glasgow, Scotland, or is it just outside Glasgow? Mm. It's, uh, not quite, maybe just off the, the beaten track a bit, but um, we're here to interview... Well, Kelly Love or Kelly McDonald? Kelly Love. Kelly Love. Yeah. Your, your acting, your actress name. It's your. your no one's called McDonald in a long time. Is it, uh, obviously a part of the McDonald clan, but this mm-hmm. is her. So um, Kelly Love is her uh, acting name. So basically, we're here to interview uh, somebody who is acting in Hollywood at the moment and is modelling in Hollywood, and we're going to talk about her. Her young career, as in she's not as not that old, and she's done a, a lot for the time being that she's been uh, doing act, acting, and how she got into it, and her love for it, and why she started to, started it. So, welcome to the Hattrick and Ramsey Show, Kelly. Thank you for having me. No, oh, thank you for the opportunity. Basically, we uh, stuck a wee advert on a f- Facebook page in a group called uh, Scottish Filmmakers and Actors, and we. Uh, basically looked for contest people to interview and Kelly obviously did a bit of research on ourselves, uh, had a listen to some of our general jargon that we talk about and liked what we do and gave us a wee bell, yeah. So she obviously 
like the crap if we talk about it. <laughs> that was a bonus, I say. So, t- Kelly, tell us, um, for, how did you... Okay, tell us where you're from, how you, where, how you got the bug for, to become an actor. Actress, I should say. <laughs> oh, you can call me an actor if you want. Um, but I, I'm originally from Boswell, which is just outside of Glasgow. And funny enough, I started acting because when I was a kid, when I was in uh, nursery, I didn't, in primary school, I wasn't, I didn't get on well with other children. And the teacher kind of suggested to my parents, like, look, try and put her in an environment where she has to communicate with other children, she has to work with other children. And they put me in an interacting class, and the rest is history, I guess. <laughs> so, when you... So how old were you when you went to an acting class? I went to Stagecoach, which was my first, uh, like, sort of class. So you only went once a week. And I think I was about eight. Well, I was about eight years old. And my little sister came with me when she was seven. And I think after... I think I did Stagecoach, for, if I can remember, for a few months. Okay. Like, but then after a while, like, at the time... I left because kids were a bit mean and I wasn't really socially aware to deal with it correctly so it was my parents thought it was best to pull me out so and then I re- that's a sad story I'm sorry <laughs> Didn't just, just go <laughs> oh, I'm sorry gonna start crying I'm oh, sorry okay right. yeah, but I went I went I went back into acting I joined Gamta a few years later when I was 13 mm-hmm. and it was because my little sister actually said to me that she'd never seen me happier when I was in class. Right. So she was like, why don't you try it again? Now you're a little bit older. Like, try it again. Now you know how to deal with, like, not bad people, but you can, you've got a bit more of a backbone now. So, so you're kind of a bit more hardcore. Yeah, uh, <laughs> a bit more. A bit more oomph. A bit more oomph. <laughs> and thankfully that was the best thing she one of the best advice I've ever been given because if this wouldn't have happened if she didn't give me that little push. So. Okay. So, so uh, during that course, so when you went back to it, what did you, how did the process, the, obviously to re- the learning process kick off? Mm-hmm. Um, I, mean, do you, I mean, what were you, were you put, put into any shows or what mm-hmm. did you, how did it, what was the process of when to go back? Obviously, you've got a bit more backbone, you've got your confidence a bit better, you've not, you're not really there to be picked on or anything mm-hmm. like you were when you are younger. You, you've been drinking your Iron Brew, you've got some, <laughs> it's all, it's all, uh, it's all now, now time to kick ass and this, and go forward. So, give us this little breakdown leading up to sort of say when you really started getting really serious, when you started getting um, performances. Well, at Gamta, I did two shows with them, but they were musical theatre based. Okay. And, I even though this is the big misconception, even though I'm trained in dance, doesn't mean I'm good. Okay. So <laughs> I did I like two left feet, and but every time I went to Gamta, it was I always loved the acting class. I always loved the acting class. I always loved the characters and like just playing anyone apart from myself because. What does Gamta stand for, or where is Gamta? Um, Gamta's in Glasgow. Mm-hmm. And it's still going. Like, I walked past it the other day, funny enough. And um, it was a great school. It was exactly just, what I just, needed. Just called, just called Gamta because yeah. it's a school. It yeah. doesn't stand for anything. No. Mm, I, I can't remember if it does. Sorry. Okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, carry on. Sorry. And so I did a couple of um, shows with them. And then after that, 
I attended the RSMD summer course okay. in Glasgow, which is now called the Conservatoire or something like that. And I did the summer course there. And then after the summer course, uh, I did it again the following year. Sure. Because in the first year, like, I took it seriously, but not as seriously as I should have. Okay. And it wasn't until the following year that I went back that, like, even the same teachers that taught me the year before was like, what has happened to you? There's something that switched in your head. Okay. And, and by that time, I did my first ever television job, which was for the BBC. Wow. So being cool. thrown into the deep end. So it was a TV job for the BBC? Yeah. It was a show called Hope Springs. Hope Springs. Hope Springs. So what was that all about? What was Hope Springs about? Hope Springs was about uh, four women that uh, were criminals and they were on the run and they find this little village, this little town in the middle of Scotland and they basically stay there until they can figure out how to escape the country. But I played the girl that got murdered in the show, and it was the one of the biggest storylines because it was like who killed Katie, and then you find out in the last episode who did it. But it had a brilliant cast, it had a fantastic like I worked my first day on set. Alec Newman was the guy I was doing a scene with, and I was a huge fan of Alec Newman. So when I walked up to him, I was like, "Oh my god, hi." <laughs> Like, 16-year-old me just going, oh, my who, For the people who don't know who Alec Newman is, who is Alec Newman? Alec Newman, right now, he's um, in a show called Waterloo, and he he's just really... He's a really great actor. Like, people should look him up. Like He's more known now for being on Waterloo Road. What? Yeah. So... I, I, when it comes to television, I've sort of lost track of television myself because I tend to watch yeah. all the American stuff. So yeah. I find the BBC telly just tends to be a bit... Or the, what we pay our TV licence for, you just get turned out not the best stuff. Yeah. Because it's like, right, OK, telly's not what it used to be. Yeah. <laughs> but, but, yeah, obviously, Alec Newman. So, obviously, so you're act, acting with this guy, Alec Newman, and the process with this... Yeah. How did that go, that... The, 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 it, was, the, it was so great because on the first day of set, I, I didn't really know like how to act on set and I didn't know what everything was and I was hearing all this jargon that I've never heard of so it was great to have professional actors mm -hmm. actually teach me everything and one of the actresses actually took me around the set and showed me everything and actually one of the one of the actors that's gone off and done fantastic is Richard um, Richard was on Game of Thrones He's wow. just in Cinderella. He's playing Prince Charming right now for Disney Cinderella. Wow. So he's went off and done incredible. Um, another actor, um, Tony McGeever, he's in War Horse right now in London. Mm. So the actors on that show went off and did amazing things. And it was just really, really stressful because obviously that was my first ever job. And I one of the scenes I had to do with Alec was I got dragged into Loch Lomond in the last week of November when it was raining. <laughs> so it was absolutely freezing. And we had we were only meant to do one take, but in the first take, one of the safety scuba divers was seen and shot. So they were like, we're going to need to do it again. And the second time I got pulled into Loch Lomond, Alec Newman came in with me. And 
I just froze up. And <laughs> I, <laughs> froze up because of, because he's some, some hot actor guy, yeah. or, or is this is absolutely it was, freezing. It's like hot actor, <laughs> hot actor, freezing cold water. And I apparently it looked like a big scene from like 007 because I can't. I think I, I went unconscious when I went in the water because it was so cold. And Alex like carrying me up like <laughs> a di- like a damsel in distress, and I got taken to like the emergency caravan to make sure I was okay. But that is a moment I will never forget. It's just Alec, like, carrying me like this. So like, that was your first major experience on the, of, the act, of the acting world, basically. Yeah. So uh, so after you did um, that show, what was your next sort of, kind of, what was the next sort of adventure? What was your next step? Uh, probably the next, after I did Hope Springs, I did the summer course again. And then I did another course at the RSMD called the ETA which is you do two shows at the end of the year it was a year course so you were classes every week and then we did two shows one we got to write ourselves and the other one was a show called Barn and during that once again being with great actors as long as you put yourself in great company you'll learn you'll constantly learn so what would you say uh, the one uh, during that sort of year's mm. course what was your favourite show that you did um, probably the the show that we got to write called She Beast, because not only as an actor it was just a lot of fun, but as I could yeah. I, I, <laughs> so explain explain to explain to our wonderful listeners out there what She Beast. Oh no! <laughs> Come on, give us give us a sense of the, the she, she Beast was about two guys that were camping, and they kept getting led into temptation by these four women. <laughs> and my my character was a crazy ex-girlfriend right. that was stalking one of the guys and she like had like hidden cameras in their tents and stuff and I just screamed a lot like I did <laughs> I did I just kept screaming my lines cuz like our director was like you're just angry all the time so I at the time I thought angry meant screaming so I just screamed all my lines but it was great in the sense of as an actor, it was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. So much fun to play a crazy character. But as a, um, but as a writer later on, I realised one of the biggest downfalls in comedies don't include your own inside jokes. Because right. we had a lot of inside jokes, and when the audience came and saw it, we were like, why is no one laughing? <laughs> why is no one laughing? That's amazing. That's so, a great joke. So it's all the kind of Scottish sort of humour, in a sense. Uh-huh. But nobody had a clue. Yeah, nobody had a clue, and we were like, oh, great. <laughs> We're not funny. We thought we were hilarious. So, she <laughs> certainly has some name for a. Uh, <laughs> think she beast. She beast. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so so after so you obviously so after she beast, after your sort of year so program with all learning all hanging out with these sort of up and coming actors as as well. Mm-hmm. What was your next day? What where did you go from there? Mm-hmm. How old how old were you and how? Um, where I went from there, I. I'm trying to I'm, ba- I'm trying to backtrack because I did a show at the Citizens Theatre, mm-hmm. and that was a big that was a big step for me because that was obviously like a well known theatre in Scotland. Okay. That it's always been a dream of mine to be on that stage, and even though I had one scene, it was still like a lesson in itself because like there's no such thing as small parts, only small actors. Right. And every time I did that scene, I just loved it, and. But after that, I went to Langside College 
and 2009 sure. I went into. So how old does that make me? Um, There's your nine. I'm, tw- I'm 24 in June, so, so you'd be, you'd be 19. 19. So when you were 16 when you did all these, you must have been 17. Uh-huh. So in the place you were 16, you were... Uh, oh, wait, I could drink, so I was 18. So you're 18. <laughs> in first year alongside, I, I could drink. <laughs> that's a good thing. <laughs> so so where's, where's that Langside College? Where's that? Um, Langside College is in Mount Florida. So you're based... So Sitting in Glasgow, you're and you're deciding right. Where can I go from my career, mm-hmm. and why Florida? Um, Mount Florida. No, it was Langside's got a really great um reputation. Okay. And when I was doing my research into it, I found that my teachers at Langside were going to be the teachers that I actually did the RSMD summer course with. Wow. So cool. I was like, this is great because in the sense of they already know my weaknesses and That's my true. strengths. Right. So I can really be pushed here. And thankfully, I got in, and the first year at Langside, it's, a, it's so funny, I just did an, a Facebook challenge, okay. where it was an artist challenge, where every day you used to talk about something that was a milestone in your career, and I talked about Langside in the sense of, first year at Langside, I learned more about me as a person than acting, because my year was just crazy. Okay. We had a crazy year. It was like, we were all under, I think we were all under 28, and wow. about, I think we were all under 28, apart from like maybe two people, and about 70% of us had been models or were models, and we were all single. We were like, <laughs> what did you think was going to happen? So it was just drama after drama about relationships and just parties and stuff. And then second year was we really cracked down. Like, everybody shone in the sense of what they could do as a performer. So you're... This is you've now moved. Obviously, we you've now moved to Florida, Mount Florida. So Mount Florida is where, and not in Florida. Is it in no, no, it's in it's in Glasgow. It's oh, it's in Glasgow. Yeah, Sorry. it's Glasgow. Okay, Mount, I'm Mount I'm Fl- being a bit brain dead there. No, uh, uh, so I'm asking. So you, no, no, <laughs> Mount Florida is in Glasgow. Mount, it's it's uh, that's the train station you go to. <laughs> yes, I have heard. I was thinking Mount Florida. I just say that is it's not America. It's no. in Glasgow. I I just proves <laughs> okay. That proves my idiot. Me being a complete muppet here. No. Never mind. No, uh, no. So okay, we're still in Glasgow. We're not quite we're in America. Still, we're yet. not quite in America yet. <laughs> we're still, we're plenty of time to go. Plenty of time. Let's, okay. But, <laughs> no, but in my first year at Langside, I did audition for the American Academy. Oh, I, I did. I did audition for the American Academy when I was in my first year, right. and I got in. Really surprisingly, I got in. Mm. And I was meant to enroll in that September, but then talking to my dad about it, he encouraged me to wait another year. Right. He's like, wait another year, grow up a bit more, and yeah, then head get over. A, get experience. Yeah. Days. And thank God he did, because my second year at Langside, that's where the acting really yeah. cracked down. Right. Like, I, I, not only I feel like I took myself seriously yeah. and my craft seriously, but other people started taking me a bit more seriously. Yeah, because you don't muck around in this thing. Yeah. So it's a big acting it's a big world yeah it's like the music industry and you have to really mm-hmm. know your know your stuff mm-hmm. if you muck around they're just going to say see you later yeah basically. exactly so obviously after so by obviously taking your dad's advice and then spending that extra year just to really get the mm-hmm. um the, the everything just drilled into you a bit more um and maturing a bit and then take that's when you where did you go from there was it america next or you got accepted and i got accepted i did my second year and in my second year, I actually got a lot more work here. Like, okay. I, I was back and forth 
from London a, a few times and I did a couple of shorts, which if you look at my resume, most of my most of my film work is shorts, but they did some of them did really well. Like I know uh, a short I did called Your Numbers Up, which was done by Right Camera Action and in Glasgow. That went off to do really well in festivals. Uh, another short I did um, by director Guy Fraser. He won a BAFTA cool. later on. And, like, I, it's so true in the scene. is like, you learn more once you're working. Yeah. Once you put yourself on set, once you put yourself in rehearsals, that's when you learn the most. So, honestly, thank God my dad pushed me to do another year because in that year I just learned everything I should have been learned since I was 16 or eight, if you want to include stagecoach, but that's good. Yeah. So you base. So you went to America. Mm-hmm. Um, what was your well? Tell us the tell us the, the start, the journey. The uh, the journey. Well, uh, went to Los Angeles. Okay. That's where I, I'm currently living there. Well, not right now, but that's where I'm living. And I went there to study at two year intense course at the American Academy of Dramatic Arts and I, I can't I actually can't put into words how amazing that experience was it like having teachers that have been in the industry so long and have done like great network shows and great television and great movies so you were about 1920 when you went to America I was 20. 20. Because the legal age for drinking is 21. So, you kinda... so my first year I struggled. <laughs> <laughs> so as long as you can get your beer. Or your and I was like, I want my beer. And, but you know what? The cool thing was, like, when I first moved over there, like, because the, party, the parties at Langside College, like, they were mental. And the parties in America, they were like, oh, are these parties crazy? Are they crazy? I was like, no. <laughs> like, go to a Scottish party, and that is mental. But I thought the Red Solo Cup thing was so cool. Because I was like, you only see this in movies, and they're here. And that's you know, the, all the wee cups they always have. Ah, yeah. they always have and beer pong and all that. I was like, oh, my God, I'm in a rom-com. I'm in a rom-com <laughs> movie. <laughs> so how, how did, you, how did the, your fellow, um, I don't know, fellow actors-to-be, I should say, or actresses-to-be, at your college in, in LA, uh, or uni, whatever, was it college or uni, or what was it? Um, it? Over here it would be called uni, but there it was called school. School, school, okay. uh-huh. school. So basically school, uni, university, and what was the university called? The college, school? school college, school, anything. <laughs> it's American Academy of Dramatic Arts. Okay, so what did your fellow classmates... Uh, um, Classmates. Classmates. <laughs> it sounds like corny in it. Or <laughs> <laughs> uh, basically the people at college. Um, what did they think of you? Obviously sitting there, you from Glasgow. Uh-huh. You, what, what were your What were the reactions? You go, oh, you're from Scotland. Cool. Well, the first month, <laughs> nobody understood me. No one. Un- they called me Casey. <laughs> for the first month I was there and you know that way I was so nervous because like I'm in a I'm in a brand new country like none of my family's there none of my friends are there and I was so nervous to make friends that I just let them call me Casey Casey just, I, I guess they just couldn't pronounce, pronounce Kelly but uh-huh. and every time I kept calling Kelly Kelly they came oh Casey Casey and I'm like yeah sure cool Casey <laughs> that'll do that'll yes. do <laughs> just, as long as you like me then I'm okay <laughs> So obviously they eventually started to understand you, which is a bonus. So yeah, well, I, it took them it took them a while, and with 
the acting classes over there, every part I got was American. So I had to learn the American accent. So it was quite, it was good in the sense of if I was talking, like, for example, if I was Skyping my dad, my accent would get very strong again. Uh, and yeah, my accent would get very strong, and then people would be like, "Kelly, we just can't understand you." And then I would just go into an American accent because I'm like, I, I can't be bothered repeating myself. To make it easier. Uh huh. <laughs> so tell us, uh, well, okay, start. Tell us, obviously, you're now in a, you're now in LA, you're in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Tell us, first year. Tell us, uh, tell us the sort of the ins and outs. The give us some exciting stories give us any think, the ups and the down parts as well uh-huh. there must have been down parts tell oh us yeah the, yeah tell us of the, course uh, tell, us, tell, tell us the down parts tell us what really tell us obviously being over there you might were you homesick did you struggle with that at all mm-hmm. uh, to being obviously you're just you uh, your mm-hmm. friends no parents that you haven't phone them or Skype yeah but uh, it was it was very difficult the first year I was there because obviously there's a big time difference yeah and so I would either need to stay up really late or get up really early. And when you're studying, like, I'm very fortunate that my family was very understanding in the sense of, like, they would understand that I can't call them every day. Yeah. Like, I, it would have to be, like, a once a week or sometimes once every three weeks. It was... Because when you're, when you're in full-time education, it's very hardcore, especially if you're playing roles that emotionally drain you that you're just like, I don't, I just want to go to bed. I just want to eat an In-N-Out burger and go to bed. So, <laughs> but yeah, I got very homesick the first year. But as time has went on, I think me and my family, and I've only got like a few friends here. Like we've all, we've gotten used to it. It's now became more of a routine. Yeah. And luckily enough for Skype and Facebook, I know, I know it sounds so bad, like, thanking social media but Facebook does help because yeah. you can send a message to my brother or my sister and they can like face- message you back whenever they've got an opportunity exactly. so what is the time difference over there from LA to here uh, 8 hours 8 hours so you kind of so 8 o'clock you have to be yeah Mm-hmm. So eight o'clock at night, you'd be midday roughly here. Yeah. So, yeah. So you kind of have to counteract uh-huh. your timing if you're calling. Yeah. And I, I, I went, I got into the habit of like writing letters. The only problem about that is that I've got handwriting like a five year old. So <laughs> even though I would go to my granny, and my granny's like, I don't, I, I don't know what you wrote. As long as you're okay. That's then the that's thing. fine <laughs> that's the main thing so that's the doubt obviously are any more time parts or things that really bad happened or um, I'm trying to think of bad parts that are at least entertaining and not get really sad again well it's not a bad thing it's, it's obviously it's, 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 I think it's good for people to learn obviously uh-huh. being an act going, if somebody who's wanting to maybe is listening to this and they want to actually go out there yeah and follow, do something somewhere they're going to know this is what it they're going to have expect it's not all great yeah, yeah. America, brilliant I'm in America bro yeah land well, of dreams yeah <laughs> obviously I w- not <laughs> I would probably say yeah. that apart from being homesick mm-hmm. uh, in the first year I would probably say dating was quite hard right. like dating because like the big difference between Scottish boys and American boys is that Scottish boys at least tell you what what it is they tell you right they they're very straight up <laughs> american boys you need subtitles for them okay it's it's mental they'll, they'll tell you one thing but they mean something totally different and okay. it took me maybe two years to figure that out 
of like, okay, so when you're saying this, you're actually meaning this. Okay. So <laughs> I'd probably say that was difficult. Right. And in first year, it was just the stress of like maybe doing parts that I necessarily wouldn't cast myself or go for in auditions. But because you're in school and it's for a grade, you have to do it. What were the parts that you were having to do? Most difficult one was that in my in the first day of acting class, we got a very great teacher, um, Judith Bohannon, and she asked us all, what parts would you struggle to do? And she came to me and I just said, anything to do with harming a child, right. I can't do it. I can justify almost every action from every person apart from that. Right. Like, I can't do it. And then the next scene she gave me was a child molester. That must be tough. It was the most hard thing I ever done in my life because, like, obviously you have to do your research. Yeah. Yeah, and it was just, it was, I think I, I think I maybe threw up a couple of times the stuff I was reading and the stuff I was watching. I just, I I couldn't understand it, but I later on, like, I, the lesson from that came from I had to, like, separate myself, like, my opinions of it. Yeah. I ended up treating my daughter in the scene like she was, like, an infection. Because right. that was the only way I could do it. Okay. But, so, yeah, that was really hard. And my my roommate, she had to play a part that she would got diagnosed with cancer. Right. And because she was my roommate, she was coming home with it every day and wanted to talk to me. And my sister had it when she was younger. So hearing about it every day ev- and <clears throat> going through my child molester role, right. it was like double whammy. So, <clears throat> so it's not, it was hard hitting. Yeah. A lot of crying, a lot of in and out trips. I, and suppose, in, <laughs> I suppose in one sense it's would have made you a lot stronger mm. by doing this because doing get, I suppose it's doing in a role that's out of your comfort zone, mm-hmm. and it's obvious if you can get over that, you yeah. can do it. Yeah, that's gonna help you. because no, they put me like my teachers, <clears throat> like I'm much better at being dramatic than I am um, comedy. Right. And so they kept putting me in dramatic parts, and they're like, "Okay, this is gonna push her out of her comfort zone. This is gonna push her," but nothing pushed me that hard when when I was playing a child molester. Like I could play cheating on my husband. I could play, like stuff like that because there's always a reason there's always a meaning behind it but which harming a child to me I'm like I cannot justify that doesn't matter how messed up a person you are yeah so that was very difficult so tell us uh, tell us the good, the good points of that first year give us some really exciting stuff good points I the teachers were incredible the teachers were just fantastic and like the friends I made and because American people, like, we have, and my boyfriend would kill me if I said this, like, we have a conception of American people are stupid. <laughs> that they're, I mean, they elected Bush twice. So, like, that's, that's our perception of them. But it's not until you're with Americans every day that you realise, like, they're amazing people. They're driven. They are, they're just... Great. And they really made a family for me out there, so That's a good. family away from my family. How do you find, obviously, with the some how they say words? Now, obviously, if you say what route you're going to take to go somewhere, oh. and they say what route, and you go, eh? <laughs> I have a really funny story about okay. that. Tell I, us the about, best okay. story I have about mis um, misunderstanding of a word <laughs> was the first one of the first plays we had to read because we had to we got told to read a play every week, right. and we had to discuss it in class. And we were given a play called um, Picnic. Right. 
Right. And the the it's quite a boring play, but the <laughs> the main character. Thanks, but it's crap. That, yeah, it's like really, <laughs> but the lead character was this hunky guy, and he falls in love with the older sister kind of thing, right. like cliche love story, but. In one of the stage directions, it says that he smacks the little sister on the fanny. Right, okay. <laughs> so I read the rest of the play thinking that this guy was a pedophile. Right, okay. And went into class, and all the girls are talking about, oh, he's so romantic, he's so this. Well, he's a pedophile. Why do you... And she was like, what, what makes you think he was a pedophile, Kelly? And I was like, well, he, he, he smacked... Right. The little the little sister on the fanny went, what does fanny mean in Scotland? <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, it means there. And they were like, oh, fanny over here means your butt. And I was like, okay. Oh, I may need to read this play again. Like, so. Excellent, absolutely that, excellent. That's the biggest misunderstanding. I, I did hide in the corner for a while after that. <laughs> I was like, I'm not that stupid, I swear. <laughs> <laughs> I suppose you could, uh, you could introduce them when you go over the Iron View advert. I know. The you had a fanny. Yeah. <laughs> We're all called fannies. Fanny. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fantastic. So basically, that was your, that's your, obviously now your first year, and you've done your, you've had the ups and downs. Mm-hmm. Um, you, I mean, I, I just, if I was to, don't mind me talking, actually asking you, obviously, with uh, having, you say your sister had cancer, was mm-hmm. that, how, I mean, how, she, how, what's the age difference between you and your sister? Is it, oh, you there's know? only, like, 14 months between us. 14 years, similar to my, I've got, I'm the youngest out of three, my older sister's, uh, oh, Meadow child syndrome. I'm, <laughs> say, I'm the youngest, but they're, they're uh, there's only about the same 14 months between uh, each of them as well, so it's uh, it's not much difference. But uh, so I mean, that kind of been easy having having a sister. And when did, how old was she when she? Um, she she got diagnosed a week after she turned twelve. Wow. Okay. So Is she still. She oh, she's been clear for nearly ten years. That's good. That's good news. Yeah, it's fantastic news. But it's still one of those like it hits a sore spot mm-hmm. every time. Yeah. Not every time someone talks about it, but yeah. if I'm playing, I've never played a cancer patient, and that's the reason why. Because yeah, I yeah. I after seeing someone going through chemotherapy, I'm like I don't know if I could do it, because it would just bring back horrible memories. So. Got look at the good news is that she is still around today, now, which is good. Yeah, and that's uh, fantastic news. Yeah, you know, and she's cured, conquered it. You know. So. Oh yeah, she's so, uh, she's brilliant. I I really want her to become my manager. Like well, I've been go. I've been telling her that we've kind of got this plan <laughs> that if I become like mega mega big, <laughs> then she's gonna move over and she's just gonna be like my manager and my stylist because she's got great fashion taste and I hate shopping, clothes shopping more than anything wow. and she loves it so I will just give her my credit card and she can just go and do it for me <laughs> so so fantastic okay let's we'll go with your second year so you're, how many how many years is the actual it's course it's two just a two year course there's an option to do a third year so, but I decided not to do it so kind of your, so let's go into your second year what was the kind of what was all happening then obviously you just had your first year mm-hmm. you've done your bits and bobs you've done the roles that you kind of out of your comfort zone what was the, what was the next kind of obviously next second year's obviously got more hard hitting yeah. a bit more challenging next step up time to, to, get, yeah. time to get time to get real just give us yeah. the give us the what, what went on what, what what happened in second year was that it, everything was a bit more harder and the characters were harder and the roles 
were a lot more. Because at one point, we were learning 15 parts wow. and learning lines for, and that's my biggest fault as an actor. My memory is like 10 second Tom. Right. I'm like, hi, I'm Tom. Then 10 seconds, hi, I'm Tom. So and my memory is so bad. So when we were doing 15 roles at the same time, I literally had to go home and be like, okay, an hour for this character, an hour for that character, an hour for this character, an hour for that character. And then wouldn't get to bed till like 3 o'clock in the morning and then getting up again at 8 wow. to head over. And how, how, long were your, how long were your days when you were doing acting? Is it started at X until when did you get home? Um, some of the days were... Nine till six, but we got half days as well. Okay. So we're like twelve to six or nine to twelve. Or not, too, not too bad. Yeah, not too shabby. So tell tell us some of the challenging stuff that you had to do over this your second year. Second year, um, we had a teacher who in my in the acting class we had a teacher who in my opinion like I've had amazing teachers. I'm not picking a favorite here, but this teacher for me, like, made the turning point. Like, I actually figured out to a T what was my biggest weakness, and we just hammered that. So every day I was going in class working on my weakness. And, like, I'm forever grateful to that teacher. Um, And to the point I actually... A play I did later on, I asked him to direct it. And he did, and he was incredible again. So he was... His name is Ben Martin. He is one of those teachers that... He is very... He is a New Yorker. Is the best way to put it. He's a New Yorker. New Yorker. Like, okay. he doesn't take crap from anyone. No excuses. <clears throat> so if you don't come in and you're not prepared or you're not off book or anything like that, he is one of those, like, when your dad tells you, I'm not angry, I'm disappointed, you're you a, like, oh! He'll give you both battles, basically. Uh-huh. Okay. So, That's good. That so, was... He, um, that class for me was a really good turning point and on a personal level it was very difficult because we had um, a member of my family pass away oh and I was in it was, so, it was so horrible because he passed away the day before I was meant to fly back for class so and so nice. I stayed here for an extra week okay. for his funeral and stuff and once I got back every part I was given was somebody died every part and I was like I'm still grieving can and I would tell my teachers like can I don't can I get a happy part can I just get a part that's got nothing to do with death and they were like this is the section that we're doing right now so like every single character I was like maybe having a breakdown every day because I was like I can't I'm still grieving right now I need time to do it so that was very hard-hitting as well. So how did you get over that? Obviously, they were doing the section of obviously death, but how did you kind of cope with that? Because you can't be as a young, young up and coming actress, you're, you're yeah. learning the trade, and you gotta you can keep your head psychologically. You can yeah. hit you. I I'm I excluded myself a lot from outside activities. Like it was literally like clockwork for me for a while. Get up, go to class, come home. Right. Like get up, go to class, and come home. And it wasn't until, like, one of, a couple of my friends actually realised that something was really wrong and they ended up turning it into an activity. Like, every time school was over, they would bring me to their place and, like, make me dinner, like, force me to be social. And, mm. like I said, like, they really became a family away from a family. Mm. And, obviously, everyone in my family is going through the same thing. And, 
we we all needed to do our, like it's grief is one of those things that you need to do it your own way there's no set yeah, way yeah, of doing it exactly so there's no right or wrong you yeah to kind of let it like, just let it be <laughs> but that was just difficult because we had the first scene i was given it was a scene that the cause of death of my uncle was the cause of death in the scene Right. And I was like, you cannot do this to me. Like, you can't give me this role. And it was with the scene. My scene partner was with a guy that I was in that on and off relationship with. So I was like, and I was meant to be in love with him. I was like, you guys, give me a break, please. Like, just give me a break. So tell us, so, so pretty much after all this kind of, the, was this after that, what was your next, I mean, how anything else really, if it's a two-year course. Uh-huh. Obviously, you've passed. Obviously, yeah. I mean, what kind of tell us some more, any more juicy bits or things in um, process or? Well, in second year as well, the great benefit about second year was that we got to learn about the business. Right. We got to learn about that your acting career. You are you are the agent. You are the manager. You're the only person that can make it a success. Yeah. Because a lot of actors, and it's the same over here. I'm not just saying in America, but it's the same over here that. A lot of actors get a manager or an agent and then go, okay, I'll wait for them to get me jobs. Like, no, you got to get yourself out there. If you are not working, put something on, even as a play or film something. And, like, I'm a strong believer in that in the sense of, like, if I wasn't working for a month, I would write... I wrote two shows and they got put up last year. Wow. And that was because I was waiting for my immigration stuff. Right. So I was like, while I'm waiting for that, I will get keep myself active. So what were the shows about? The first show was called Vegas Nightmares. Okay. And it was a, a full-length production. And it was basically set in a hotel room in Vegas, and it was four different stories. It was like vignettes. Okay. And one was about an, a young couple that were exes, and they got really drunk and got married. Okay. So <laughs> it's one of them, ah! You okay. wake up. It's like... Beer fear when you wake up the next morning and you see your ex and you're like, oh no. And then you look at your hand and you go, oh no. Right. So that was one story. Another story was a bachelor party and one of the guys hires a stripper and the stripper comes up to the room and it's this really old woman. So <laughs> that was just comedy in itself. And the, sec- the third scene, sorry, was uh, an older married couple that put their daughter in a pageant. Okay. This little girl, like, she's, like, eight years old in a, like, Vegas pageant. So they were talking about the father wants to pull her out, mother <clears throat> is, like, crazy pageant mum. Okay. And the fourth story was of a girl band that was performing in Vegas, and they all find out that their manager's been playing around within the band. So uh, okay. that was that one. And then the second show was called Blinded, and that was a one-act and it was about a young lesbian couple who, like, teenagers, and one of them is a rich girl, other one is in rough background, and the rich girl's family, like, threw her out because she came out, so they start living together, and their problem in their relationship is constantly coming up. It's her family, it's her family, so the girl that comes from a rough background decides to go and kill them. Right, well... So, but that was actually based on a true story. Right, okay. Yeah, that was based on a true story in America. So, I, because I love reading... 
I I love watching crime documentaries, and that was one that stuck with me. Because America are a bit psychotic sometimes. Uh, <laughs> some, of them, some of them are a bit crazy. Yeah, I think Glasgow can give them a run for their money, but <laughs> no, I'll agree with that one. Yeah. Cause, cause <laughs> but yeah, it was that was a story that stuck with me because I was like, I can't believe like the things you do for love. But it's like you go and kill an entire yeah. family for it. It's oh. just mental. So, so obviously you've done your you've done these sort of short. Sort of kind of sketches, plays, films, mm-hmm. or uh, what was your net after you've kind of qualified? You set your signed off. What was your? What, where did you go from there? I you kind of left school. I I got very lucky. I was very fortunate in my first year of graduating that I was able to work in some really good network shows. And like I did ESPN, I did the thirty for thirty for ESPN, and the. The funny story with that was that I was just an extra wow. on the day, and I was an extra on the day, and the girl that was meant to be playing, because it was a documentary about Muhammad Ali, okay. and the girl that was meant to play in the ring girl, like that goes around the ring with the cards and stuff, sure. she was late. Ooh. And Good. I heard the director and the producer talking about like what they're going to do, what they're going to do. I overheard it. And I went up to them and I was like, hey, if it helps, I do laundry modelling for a living. I'm happy to do this. And the director and the producer was like, we actually like your look better. Do you want to come and do this? And so I ended up doing that. And another show I did was um, called Hilarious, which which is Wanda (laughs) Sykes. It's her show. And, And... she, um, and that show was on the Oprah Winfrey Network. Wow. And basically how I got that job was I did a music video for Canadian country singer Brett Kissel. Okay. Which you guys should totally check him out. He's brilliant. Okay. And I did a music video for him. And a couple of weeks later, I got an email from the casting people saying, hey, we're casting for... Um, Wanda Sight's new show is on the Oprah Winfrey Network. Do you want to just come in and help out for a day? And I was like, yeah, I'll come and help. Why not? So, Oprah Winfrey. Ah, uh, <laughs> yeah. Just that name. Yeah, right. I know. And then I turned, I turned up and I just basically had to give one of those like um, nasty looks to um, Wanda. I was just playing a really like stuck up runner and just one of those like looking up or down kind of thing. But it was still really fun, and there was really good actors on that show as well. And Wanda was so nice because one thing you have to do for your visa application is that you have to have proof of you being on set. And obviously, if you're working with well-known celebrities, it's better if you get a picture with them. And I always felt really bad because you don't want to upset the talent. You don't want to annoy the talent. But you're going up to them, and I was like, I'm really sorry. I'm not... like. I went. I can't remember which one it was, but I went up to someone and I was like, "I'm not a fan." No, I am a fan, but I'm not a crazy <laughs> fan. I just I need this from immigration and also to show other people because you're cool. So can I just get a picture with you? And Wanda was like, "Oh, honey, stop talking. Just let's let's get a picture." So, <laughs> As you do. Ah, <laughs> uh-huh. so I always had that approach, and Wanda was one of the few people that were like, "Oh, sweetie, I understand. Don't worry about it." Yeah. So well, what what do you, um, you mentioned briefly? So when did you, you obviously do a bit of modelling? So how did that sort of kind of kick off? Um, it kicked off because um, I used to do a lot of modelling here when I was younger, okay. like in um, seventeen, eighteen, and 
I didn't like I I kind of stopped doing it because I wanted to focus more on acting and then when I went over to Los Angeles I, it was one of those that people just kept telling me I should do it again okay and I was like you know what if you want to give me money to pose I'll do it and I ended up picking up a couple of good jobs and my first proper modeling job was with Ray-Ban oh. was with the sun uh, the sunglasses and they just sent me an email. They they liked my they liked my look, and it was a biker shoot. So they were like, "Hey, do you want to come on the day? And we'll, um, do you want to just come and shoot with us?" And and obviously I was like, "Yeah, That's <laughs> good. And we had we got like all the models got like a car, and like we got to drive out in the middle of the desert. Nice. And it was so it was so funny because there was a couple of like old biker guys like. Like so that was their their role they were playing, but they were still like older guys, <laughs> and they had me in these tiny little hot pants. And because in the desert it's so hot, the makeup artist was like going around like putting sun cream on everyone. And she came up to me and she was like, "I need to put sun cream on your butt. Is that okay?" And I, at the time I was like, "All right, go for it." And all these old men are just suddenly <laughs> taking a seat around, watching me getting cream on my bum, and I'm like, "Oh, this is great. Thanks, guys." You've made this very easy for me. I was like, I'm British. I don't... We, we don't do this in Britain. <laughs> no, there's no... Some over here. <laughs> so that was my first um, modelling job over there. And then I've done a couple of, like, photo shoots I did. Uh, I'm an ongoing photo shoot right now with a photographer called him, Raul Vega. Okay. He has done everything. If you Google his name, he's done, like, Cosmopolitan and all them lot and I met him on a charity event that I was volunteering for it was like teach kids Shakespeare okay so I was volunteering for that and I just kind of went no makeup hair scraped back and he was the photographer of the day and he approached me and he was like I really would love to do a shoot with you would you be up for it and I was like yeah of course and he's ended up getting me a lot of work off the back of it so and he's I've considered him now a good friend so. so, so, you know, obviously at the moment you're interacting, uh, acting as well as modelling, mm-hmm. which is good. So, uh, so let's go back to your kind of, so Oprah Winfrey, Oprah Winfrey Network, mm-hmm. uh, where did you go from there? Obviously you've, you've, you've finished school, you're now Oprah Winfrey Network, uh-huh. what, you'll be around about 22 mm-hmm. then, so you're now 24? I'll be 24 in June, yeah. 24, you're coming up, so in this school, let's talk about the kind of, from then to sort of coming up to now. Present uh, day. So what's present day? Um, well, Oprah Winfrey. Where did you go from there after that? I went from because Oprah Winfrey. They were. It was at the end of the year. Okay. So I, that was the last job I did before I flew back here for Christmas and New Year. Okay. And I went back and did mm. ASPN. That was my first job right. in the New Year, and then just a couple of like little gigs here and there, and. Like one of the one of the things I did was I did an event called Thirst Gala, okay. and it's a big charity event over there, and I was working um, backstage with a few of the entertainers, and one of them, the host was Jennifer Gardner. Wow. So I was I, like, technically I was working with Jennifer Gardner, and she's really nice. She's a lovely lady. I gotta say that she's so nice, and 
there was a couple of jokes because I think Ben Affleck just got cast as Batman at the time. And a couple of people were making jokes to her about it and she just like laughed it off and as most people would take offence, but she's got a really good sense of humour. And one of the other talents was a couple of actors from Glee and um the musical performance was um Jesse McCarthy, I believe his name is, American pop star. Okay. And he was there as well and like it was a it was a good it was a good night it was a good night to work and talk to people and finding out because every time I'm on every time I'm on set I always I always feel it's an opportunity if someone's a bit more established than I am there's no harm if you get into a conversation with them just saying look have you got any advice like what can you give me your wisdom and how to make a success and uh, a few of the people were very nice on that day and it's, I think every shoot I've only well I've only had one bad experience but I, um, I won't say his name but I did a music video and this particular artist thought it would be appropriate to give me a little smack on the behind alright as, as, as they smack on the fanny and a little smack on the fanny <laughs> as in your ass and I, I hadn't even introduced myself I hadn't even introduced myself and he thought it was appropriate to do that and I turned around and was like, I don't care who you are, you don't touch me like that. Who was he? I'm not going to say. What would happen if he spilled the the beans? I I don't know because we we all got, we all had to sign like contracts about like disclosures and stuff like that. Okay. Because he, he must have a little reputation because there was maybe about a hundred girls at that shoot and, and we all had to sign it and he was... And there was even stuff like... There was girls at that shoot that were like maybe just 21 and he was giving them all vodka. Right, okay. At, <laughs> and I was like, I have never been on a shoot where you give out vodka right, okay. to to young girls. I, I Even though at the time, I think I was also 21 but I feel um, like I'm an older 21, yeah. so... I can just picture your reaction. Do that to me again, and I'll yeah. <laughs> give you the glass. I, I turned very Scottish <laughs> yeah, that I day. You, I bet you did. <laughs> I turned very... Because I, I just... I don't <coughs> care who you are. If you are inappropriate towards me or anyone while I'm standing there, I will say something. Wow. And... I'm so curious who this person is. is <laughs> oh. Like, he's not... Like, I'll put it this way. He's not well-known over here. Right, he's, he's more... Is more over there and white black art, white black artist. Uh, I he's he is originally from India. Oh, he's okay. He's originally Indian, which really surprised me. Okay. Because I like every Indian person, every Indian man I've met has been very nice and very respectful. So that was my first experience Mm. of. So he's more of a Bollywood kind of thing. Well, he's he's pretty well known in Bollywood so maybe he's more but that's probably why okay yeah right but I still I I, I, I yeah probably, probably know him from that. nobody will probably know him no no one would know him over here so I I can't but yeah. still I, I still feel a bit weird right okay like my dad my dad always taught me like if you've yeah. got juicy gossip like just in case yeah just in case don't it's but, like, in case you get the phone call and say hmm yeah. You're not even served. Yeah. Because one like one thing I have like one thing I did learn over here before I moved to LA, which was a great lesson, I was like, if you badmouth people, it will get around. Yeah, exactly. So because like someone I when I was doing a show, one of the actresses badmouthed me 
and it got back to me very quickly. Wow. It got back to me very quickly, and I was like, all right, let's have a little conversation here. Right, so, so obviously, I suppose it's like, uh, like in the business world, mm-hmm. Edinburgh, Glasgow, it's a small world. And you oh, have yeah, to it's be, a very small world. And you just don't, but that's mm-hmm. obviously in America, they're quite, they don't, take it for granted they don't take it lightly no. so if somebody's getting bad mouth it's they nip in the bud quite quickly yeah so no because on that particular show I was cast for being hmm. the the lead featured girl and he went and spoke to his director and I had a very awkward conversation with the director it was like yeah you're going to be an extra your part's been taken off you wow. and I was like I would rather do that than have someone be inappropriate towards me right. in any way wow so and I ended up putting on, because it was meant to be one of those, like, typical music, music video, like, all these girls, like, sexy and stuff. Right. And I picked, I got to pick an outfit that, because we had to bring, we had to bring a few of our own just in case no one had our size. Right. And I just stuck on one of my outfits that was, like, like head to toe just covered. As, as, like, there was no skin apart from my head being shown. Right. And, that, and they were like, well, you're meant to dress dead sexy. And I was like, no. I was like, no. If your guys are forcing me to stay here, then no, you're not going to get what you hired me for. So. Okay. So that, that was your, obviously, your interesting experience with this mm-hmm. Bollywood. Don't mess with Scottish people. Yeah. That is the lesson here. There you go. There's a lesson there. So, well, tell what else, um, oh, obviously, you've gone from this film as what was next, anything other stuff any name other name droppers you want to any name droppers I, I, I did a film with uh, Robert Ray Schaffner who was an actor from The Office in the US oh okay and the, the story about him I feel like there's a story for everything I say I'm sorry you, you, you wanna, this, is, this is great because people are you get a lot of listeners from California actually on our show Mm-hmm. The majority of them are from California, uh, or we get a lot of hits, and we like to be able to get a lot of hits in different parts of America. So, mm-hmm. the main thing we'd like to add: the people who are listening to this and your your mates in America, you can they, they can listen, hit the play button, mm-hmm. and they can say, ah, "Cool!" And you never know who could be listening to some uh, a film director or somebody be thinking, "Yeah," and see your portfolio and go right. Picking up the phone as soon as you get your ass back to America, which yeah. you could be getting lined up for jobs. You, uh-huh. you just don't know. Well, if that's the case, I would like to take this opportunity to say that I'm awesome. Yeah. And <laughs> she's an awesome girl from Glasgow. I am. I, I can turn that accent on for you if you need. <laughs> so, what what kind of accents can you do? Is it just American or Scottish you do? Or um, no, I can do American, uh, general American, Southern American, uh, English upper-class English, uh, I can do Irish, and I can do Indian, but I'm never going to be able to use that, ever. Right, okay. And... Give us, give us a... Give, okay, give us a Southern American... Southern dialect. All right, what do you want me to say? <laughs> it's quite impressive, right? Northern American? Uh, Northern American. Uh, <laughs> oh, I can't do... I, oh. This is brilliant. <laughs> on, on the spot. <laughs> on the spot. Perform, monkey, Perform. Uh, well, general Americans just like this, like especially when I lived in California, a lot of girls I hear are very nasally, yeah. nasally. Like, yeah. oh my god, what a cute little purse! And I'm like, oh, go away. Uh, <laughs> but, Please, a packet of chinji. Yeah, go away. Um, uh, I'm trying to think. I'm terrible in New York. A terrible New York accent. Very, so I won't do it. Very deep, kind of drawn. Uh-huh. It's like, what are you talking about? 
Yeah. I always go into English every time I it's, do it. It's, it's hard to do, isn't it? It's very hard. Uh-huh. Uh, it's it's about easier to do Southern American than it is to do mm-hmm. like Texas or something like that. Yeah, and my boyfriend's from Clinton, Illinois, so he's able to help in a little a lot of the southern drow. Like, oh. he's and he's very good at accents as well, so yeah, it's always good to have someone that's like, because he came he came here for Hogmanay last sure. year. Oh, wow, so he's give his experience of the Scottish kind of. Well, he loved it. He lo- and it's so funny because I took him I took him to London because mm-hmm. I was like as an actor you've got to go down like to the west the Broadway in London mm-hmm. and stuff and he was like, is it really bad that I just love I just like Scottish people more? Yeah. And I was like, well, yeah, because when you're walking the streets of London, people have. They like pushing you out of the way, and they everywhere where they are going is the most important place in the world, in which Scottish people are just nicer. Mm-hmm. And, and at Hogmanay, he he doesn't really drink much. And at Hogmanay, every time he put his drink down, a random stranger would come up to him and say, like, "Oi, American, have a beer!" Like he <laughs> he was never allowed to not have a drink in his hand on Hogmanay, and he's like, "I don't know what I'm go- I don't want to offend anybody, but I, how can you guys drink so much?" Now the like, years of practice. <laughs> uh, that's good. That's that's brilliant. That's absolutely brilliant. So what what are you doing? Uh, obviously, you're back home briefly. Obviously, to get your your waiting for your visa and mm-hmm. that kind of thing. The general process, which obviously is nothing worse. You feel like you're sitting in limbo. Mm-hmm. But before, what is your plans? What's your hopes? Do when you go back there, are you going straight into work again, or you got who you work at? Is it still ESPN or is it somebody else or um, what's happening? Well, now? what I'm doing, what I'm currently doing right now is like because it does feel like I'm in limbo sometimes, but I'm taking this time off to the best of my ability. Right. So, like, for example, like I've been doing a couple of like student films here and there because to me, if you're not working, okay. even if you're doing just something, just to keep yourself active. And then I've done, I did a sh- uh, film, a feature film. I wrapped about two weeks ago. And that was one of those films that I just kept, the um, writer kept adding, adding scenes in that yeah. I happened to be in. I was only meant to be in one. And I was like, oh, you're in another one. Oh, and you're in another one. So I did that. And I've been, a couple of short films that I wrote and acted in have entered into a couple of festivals. So I've been going to festivals as well here, like small little events. And... Also, it's been a great opportunity for me to get a bit more healthier because over there, food portions are huge. Yeah. They're huge over there. So coming back to, like, nice regular portions, and I've been working out more. Oh. Like, I, I got um, I got a personal trainer here, um, and they're just down at Uddinston, and they've actually got some great clients. Like they've got a couple of, like, they've got an X Factor contestant in Who, there as well. Who's that? Um, they've got, they're training Nicky McDonald. All right. So... Yeah. Actually, we'd like to interview him actually it'd be good yeah well I've interviewed the guy from well he was on last year called the Girona Experience uh, mm-hmm. the guy who did he was the only guy past the first round but it's more to he uh, the guy who played the drums in the wheel right? yeah that one so I interviewed him two weeks ago mm-hmm. uh, so he's on he's on our list of listening yeah. but uh, no it'd be good to actually interview him actually. it'd be great oh, I don't I've, I've never I've only seen him from across the gym so like oh hi yeah just like just working like doing my abs and then I just see him like so, hi but no because it's um, it's a married couple and that's they, they're both personal drivers I'm Kevin wow. and Natalie Kelly and they have their own, like, 
um, system down there, and they have like they're they've got great and they're fantastic. Wow. Like I even I show like I've only done a few sessions, and I showed my sister like my stomach the other day, and she's like, I hate you. <laughs> she's like, I hate you. <laughs> How can you do this in like a month? I'm like, she's good. Like, yeah, that's, like, that's good. Yeah. That's that'd be that'd be really interesting. I mean, I'd love to interview him actually because he's. I suppose the X Factor. I mean, you know, the X Factor. It's kind of hit or miss. It's like uh, singing industry is like the acting industry. It's very hardcore. Yes. And it's a brutal industry. And if you're uh-huh. not really good enough, you're basically you know, you see see you later, next <laughs> kind yeah. of thing. And it's wow, what do I do next? Mm-hmm. What that be something I'd love to interview him, him to find out what he's doing because mm-hmm. uh, to win it. But to, you know, to be runner up from uh, yeah, twenty from last year. Well, not uh, was not last year. Uh, twenty thirteen. It was until now. Well, well I think, like, I've obviously, I've never honestly had a conversation with him, but I was talking to Kevin mm. about him, and Kevin was just telling me that he's doing he's doing well. Yeah. And that that's all the, he could really, like, I don't, because when you go into workout, you're not there to talk about your life. You're there to, like, get, get, get in the shape and uh-huh. the, pump the muscles. And, but yeah. according to Kevin, that he's doing really well. So, so what, um, is there any other interesting stuff you want to mention? Anything you want to, you've forgotten or would like to... Uh, anything, like... Well, stands out or something that's really... Give us some... I know you're not really to talk about gossip, but is, is there anything you can talk about? Anything uh, that really... Any or, gossip. Any being, any being sort of kind of... I don't know. I suppose you... I don't know, any juicy bits or something. Not that I see gossip that... As you're acting, or just fellow f- friends, and you've kind of given, uh, showed the, showed them if somebody's really pissed you off, right? Mm-hmm. You've given them, you've literally said, you've given it them both barrels, Glasgow style, yeah, kind of thing. I have um, that that the pop star is the only talent talent I've ever had a go at, but I have had a. A disagree, a heated disagreement. Let's okay. put it <laughs> with a fellow. I can't. You know, it's not even. He's not even famous. I just don't remember his name because it's one of those. <laughs> you're not important to me, so I'm erasing you from my mind. Right. Like I had a dispute I with. Said, that's very American. That is. Uh-huh. Hey, you're not important anymore. Sorry. Yeah. Bye. Well, it was because he was. <laughs> he's been. In, he was a Scottish actor Aye. on a short film that we were doing Aye. and every Scottish actor that I've met since I've moved there have been nice mm. have been professional have been given Scotland a great name and every casting director that I've seen or met has always said that you can always trust a Scottish actor because mm. you can you can always trust them because they're so into it and in this shoot the lead actor and like I said it was like it wasn't a big project. It was one of those hundred bucks for the day, and he was Scottish, and he was just being so rude. You're a bit of a knob. Ah, he was being so rude to like his fellow co-star, his the director, and he was just being so rude. I ended up like saying to him, because I was gonna pull him to the side, and I was like, no, I won't do any good. So I ended up saying to him in front of like cast and crew, like, you're giving Scottish people a bad name. You gotta stop being. I can't, I'm trying to think of a, a nicer word to say that's not a curse word. you got to stop being a mean person. Because <laughs> <laughs> <Okay. laughs> like, you're giving Scots a bad name. Right. And I is he was just one of those, like, because he was a, a lot older than me in his 40s, and he's like, I'm not going to take a little girl's 
opinion to her and I was like all right then there's a reason why you've been in the industry for over 50 years and you've got nowhere right so yeah you got this is the only jobs you can get and you've been in the industry for over 50 years do you find there's a lot of Scottish people over there I've only met him who I'll call him Voldemort because he shall not be named (laughs) Uh, a girl called Charisse um, who is just lovely a great girl and a guy called Declan and an actor who is currently killing it in New York called John Anthony he's he's just doing brilliant and those are the only Scottish actors I've met so far that's good so three out of four is not bad (laughs) no it's good it's good and the good good thing is about not that I'm saying it's a bad thing for the, the other guy but the three of them they're all young Okay. And they're very professional people, mm-hmm. so it's a good sign. It's hope for the future. So what, what would you, so give us uh, in the next when you go back mm-hmm. uh, in the next say have you set yourself on like a plan like a two year mm-hmm. plan or a three year plan? What would you like to aim for? What what shows would you like to target? Or would you like to obviously you've got to, as you say yourself you've got to push yourself. Yeah. And if you, what would you like to push yourself to do? Yeah. I am, it's very boring, but I am one of those people that has to do a day at a time. Right. I can't, because when I moved to America, my plan was do the course, move to London, and that didn't happen. Right. So I'm, I have to take things day by day. The ideal would be in next year's Fringe in Los Angeles, there's a play I really want to do, but I need to, I'm working right now on copyright um, on the rights to see if we can do it. and it's a fantastic play so I would love to do that with my partner and in I just right now my only aim is to get back because I'm itching to go like since I've been here I've I recorded new scenes for my reel and I've tried to keep myself active by going like doing small things here and there that's, that's good. I've got, I was going to say, I'll talk to you something after the interview, something that is, uh, you might want to get involved in as a true story film, but I'll talk to you about it afterwards. Okay. <laughs> so it's actually for somebody who is based in Scotland, actually, who's uh, a personal friend of mine, but actually we interviewed him just a couple of weeks ago, uh, a guy called Marcello, but I'll talk to you about it. Uh, okay. Um, you can listen to, uh, listen to that. So, um, But yeah, so you're obviously itching to get back. So would you, what is your... Usually, if I was to say what's your light, if I was to ask you, what's your light at the end of your tunnel? What would you like to achieve? My light at the end of the tunnel. Um, the only way I can describe it is, I've never wanted to be famous. Right. I've never wanted to have paparazzi following me around, and it's a shame that that's the main reason why most people get into acting is because they want that. I'm just, I'm just thinking. I can, sorry, sorry. I can actually just picture you. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I could probably picture you actually. You're very similar to Paige on Total Divas. Oh, and my WWE God. wrestling. You're actually very similar to her, actually, because you're very pale skin, dark hair, mm-hmm. and that kind of style. So you're probably very similar to that, but uh-huh. the Scottish version. Yeah. I, I actually admit I watched Total Divas. I think it's the reality. I don't know if you ever watched it. I've seen it once because my sister loves that show. It's brilliant to watch. It's very, obviously, it's, if you. If you're not really interesting, I want to know about it. Is actually a good behind the scenes knowledge to really. Yeah. I think I could just see you on Total Divas. I could probably just see you just doing that. Yes, Diva. Yeah, <laughs> I could just see you. Anyway, sorry, carry on. I interrupted no, you. So. No, it's just fine. I like. I've never. I never got into this industry for that reason. 
So if I could just have a career where my financial comfort comes from what I love to do, right. like I, I would I would hate to be in my forties and fifties like working as an actor and working in a coffee shop at the same time. Right. Like I just want to get to that point. Yeah. And it before the visa situation thing happened, I was getting so close to doing so. Right. And then the visa thing happened. It's kind of putting a bit of a, a back heel a little yeah. bit. So but when you go over there you're just gonna hit the grip. It's hit. just it's hit. gonna be one of those like I've already I've got a commercial agent mm-hmm. and I have had a couple of agents contact me since I've been here. Mm-hmm. saying, hey, look, I've seen you've done a bit more work. Want to come in for a meeting? And I'm like, mm, I can't do it right now. Yeah. So I've, yeah. I've got a couple yeah. of meetings lined up for when I get back. Mm-hmm. And I've got a couple of things in my head that I would love to do for when I return. But right now it's just getting back. Getting back. It's, just getting, it's, it's going to be one of those, as soon as the plane lands and I'm off and I'm through customs, I'm going to get an in-and-out burger first. And then I'm going to start, like, I'm not going to wait a day. I just want to just start. Start auditioning, start getting myself back out there again. Is it really quite a... Is it, with auditioning out there, is it, is it really quite difficult to... It's difficult in the sense of... You could have... like I would do auditions where I maybe had like three or four a day. Mm-hmm. And one audition would be on one side of LA, another audition would be on the other side, and then the third one would be back to where you were this morning, and wow. then the other one. So, so a I lot of driving. How long does it take to get across to LA? Um, the trick is give yourself thirty minutes. You right. you could do it in you could do it in twenty, but driving driving so it's not, not too bad to get. It's not time. it's not too bad, but it's the fact that you're like oh, I was just there. Like, right, okay. <laughs> I was just so, there. So it takes you 20 minutes to get across LA when actually, with I guess it takes about an hour to get across Edinburgh. It's probably <laughs> about half a quarter oh, of the size. LA in the sense of like, um, <laughs> LA to like Hollywood, where many, all of my mm. auditions are mainly are. Cool. Like, it's about 20 minutes, but it's, yeah, I would probably say that, but I love the audition process. How did you, oh. you find life in America? How did you find it? I love it. Is I love it. it. I, I love, I just love everything about it. Are you more driving or do you go out and walk the town or is it, how, is it obviously safe or is it not safe or how do you find it? I, like, I, I walked a lot the first two years because I didn't have my car. Mm-hmm. But once I had my car, I found, and it's probably what I'm going to need to start walking more when I get back because I've been so, walking a lot more since I've been home. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, this the weight drops off you when you walk around. And then over there it's like, oh, but I have my car. I've got a burger. I'll have a burger. Uh, before you know it, you're going, do you like rasp you shit off? Uh, <laughs> or something. Oh, uh, you're like, no. <laughs> but no, it's, um, I mainly drive a lot over there, but I need to start walking yeah. more, I guess. Is there, is, is there an area where all the stars hang out or you can, uh, famous people? Be- um, Beverly Hills. Beverly Hills. Do you Be- go there at all? Um, I've only went a few times for work. Right. But funny, like, I do have one last funny story about Beverly Hills. Me and my friend from here, who's also another actress, Angie Moore, uh, she fly, flew over for my birthday. Okay. And we thought it would be funny if we dressed up and really, like, look really fancy Glam. and just walk um, Rodeo Drive. Is that the main...? Uh-huh. That's the main, like, that's the, that's the, uh, that's the road where Pretty Woman, when she walks right. in, she's like, big mistake. So me and her just saw, and we didn't know that there was a big car 
convention on that on that road. Okay. So there was already like paparazzi and stuff, and someone <laughs> came up to us. Someone came up to us to ask what we were wearing, and we were she yes. was she was wearing something from TK Maxx, and I was wearing something from Ross over there. So it cost us maybe a total of fifty dollars. All together. Yes, as the special. Ah, uh-huh. and <laughs> we, good. we made up a designer, and it was like, and we had English accents, so we we're like, "Oh, it's from Angela. Angela is like, what? I'm a fashion designer, and we ended up. Oh, brilliant! We ended up getting the whole pavement like shut off because paparazzi started coming over. People started coming over for our autographs. Like thinking we were famous people, and we're just posing because we're like, oh, we're so, oh, we're so. And then there's a couple of people came up to me and was like, because we were, I was pretending to be a, a bagpipe player, and <laughs> fabulous. And then, come, and then we had people come up to us saying like, oh, any of you actors? And we're like, oh no, none of us are actors. And it's like, oh, that's a shame because I'm casting for this. And I was like, oh, but I'm thinking about it. What? Are so, like, we got a couple of, like, business cards out of it. Happy days. Ah. Uh, that was good. But that was just crazy. And then we went, and then, I can't, oh, what's the hotel called? The really fancy hotel at the bottom of Rodeo Drive. We end up going through the front entrance just to sneak out in the back to get a taxi. Because we didn't want anyone to see us, like, jump into a taxi. Ah. So. Uh, that was absolutely, we never know that could be your trick. Or your mm-hmm. tip to do next time when you're uh-huh. back there is to hit Rodeo Drive. Uh-huh. Just walk just Rodeo Drive. <laughs> that might be your aim to get the few business cards and you never know. Might get the, who knows, you mm-hmm. might get that, that chance to mm-hmm. do what, you know what I mean? That's brilliant. Mm-hmm. Well, I think, uh, I think we probably covered a lot <laughs> of your, your, let's say your career. It's a very, very still young career and I'm sure for the next... 15 years or so coming up <laughs> when you will be probably about 39, 40 <laughs> you'll be go, you'll be but would you actually would you like to be able to I don't know you like obviously like watching little crime dramas or stuff would you like to be a part in like say a Law and Order SVU or something yes. or a Criminal Minds or something yes. like that would you like to my dream is to be on CSI 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 okay. and it, well, one thing that was so like I don't know if it's great or annoying but there's a in the apartment building I live in, mm-hmm. they there is an actor from CSI that lives there, and I've always met him in the jacuzzi, <laughs> and I and every time I oh, see him, so I, like the first time I met you him, do. first time I met him, I was like, can I get, I was like, can I hug you? And he was like, sure. And I was like, oh, maybe I should handshake because I'm wearing a bikini. And <laughs> and then uh, that just uh, just sounds wrong, but it just I sounds know, so funny. It's I was like, I'm so sorry. So you're saying you have, you're saying in the jacuzzi and some women just go, can I hug you? you go, I? Because I just love that show so much. And and then I was like, asked him, I was like, is there, like, I know this is so inappropriate, but I would just love to be an extra on it, like, just something. So, but he's like, he's already said to me that once my visa goes through, like, like, that's, that'd be a fantastic break. Yeah, I was like, that bikini was good. <laughs> uh, so he's lying, you're just lying in the jacuzzi, you're, you're minding your own business, and you just, can I hug you? Uh-huh. It's my lucky day since Christmas. <laughs> but, like, he's just said, like, he's um, gave me a couple of, like, email addresses for, like, extra work and stuff. Just, because I just would love to say I was in that show, even if it's just... That's brilliant. That, that'd be absolutely fantastic. And I wish all the best for that one. That'd be yeah. genius. But I wanted to say, well, I think we've, um, 
We've been certainly talking for a good bit, which is great. We've uh, been talking for just over an hour, right? Oh my goodness, so how have you managed? Yeah, we did. It's been a very interesting. I hope we want to thank thank Kelly Love, and she's the love machine <laughs> and of the of the Scottish and American world of acting and modelling. Uh, we want to thank you for your time and thank, thank you, you for, for uh, obviously we've managed to take the opportunity to interview her while she before she goes back across the pond and uh, starts uh, hugging people in jacuzzis. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> so if you're in a jacuzzi and you see this t- uh, tall woman in a bikini with black hair, you go, are you Kelly? It, it means you can Let's hug it up, baby. Let's <laughs> hug it up. That means you can hug me. Yeah. Oh, thanks. Free hugs. <laughs> um, that's all people are going to remember from this interview. <laughs> So if you're in America and you see a girl called Kelly, you know, see a girl called Kelly Love, just hug her out. Yeah, hug hug, just, just come and hug me. Just come and hug her. She, she likes love. She <laughs> love by name. <laughs> anyway, no, I want to say thank you for this opportunity. It's been fantastic. It's been really exciting. Really exciting to hear about your name dropping of being on the Oprah Winfrey Network. <laughs> also about being with Jennifer Gardner, who's married to Ben Affleck. And uh, or not married to Ben Affleck, no. Yeah, no, no yeah, still, no, still married, is. still married. Yeah. Okay, please, I need to uh, work on my research. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, I didn't know that. <laughs> Honest. Um, okay. To be yeah. to be fair, I've I've done quite bad with that because there has been a couple of actors that have gone on and done successful, but I only know them by their first name. Right. Because obviously, when you're working with someone, you don't want to be like. Oh my God! You're Jennifer Gardner. It's like no, you just like hey Jen, like <laughs> hey you go hey Jen, so, hey Cal, how's it going? Yeah, but like but Richards went off and did amazing, and he's in Cinderella with Disney right now, and a couple of other like Robert Reshafner, he was an incredible um, guy as well from uh, The Office. And I actually was in a bikini for that movie as well. <laughs> God damn it! Oh, man, <laughs> no, we're gonna we're gonna roll for you. Let me guess, I'm wearing a bikini. Yep, you got it. Yeah, that's majority of my roles actually. My boyfriend has keeps saying to me, "He's like, are you gonna get a part where you just wear clothes? Like, please." <laughs> so, that's always a bonus. <laughs> uh-huh. He's like, I was like, you look great in a bikini, but I don't want like every job you get. I was like, no, it's not every job. It's like maybe one every three. Like, fantastic. <laughs> Awesome. Uh, we're going to let's end things there and say thank you for to Kelly Love for the, the, the fantastic opportunity to interview an upcoming Scottish actress uh, uh, playing her trade uh, in America and we wish her all the best with that when she goes back over and who knows we look forward to one day seeing her on the big screen when you're sitting and getting your city rolled uh, getting your popcorn and your coke and you see, oh I know her I interviewed her great <laughs> <laughs> no I want to say thank you for your time it's been fantastic thank you so thank, thank you very much. Thank you for being a part of the Hatrick and Ramsey Unleashed podcast show. And uh, we look forward to interviewing many more people like you. And we'd love to, when you go back over, when you come back, uh, whenever you come back, you can interview you again and give us more stories. I would, I would love to come back and say, I'm on CSI! <laughs> <laughs> that would be good, yes. If you, that's my aim. That's my that's, light that's, in the well, tunnel. Okay. By the time I come back and we do another interview, I'll be on CSI. Perfect. Right, let's shake on that. Okay, that's a deal. So her aim is get her on CSI. Going to start a campaign, Facebook, <laughs> Twitter, you name it. Get Kelly Love on CSI as an extra. Like, I just, I'm just the girl that dies in a bikini at the start of the she, episode. She, start, she started hugging and she died. Yeah. <laughs> what was the cause of death? <laughs> anyway, Heart attack. Yes. <laughs> uh, jacuzzi scene. <laughs> anyway, Damn it.
Yes. Anyway, thank you again for listening, and uh, to all you uh, listeners in America who are listening to this, I hope you enjoy it uh, to get a bit of insight to the side of Scotland and um, obviously a bit more about American acting. And yeah, stay hard, stay hungry, peace, love, and hugs, and bye for now. Bye bye. Bye. Yeah. Uh.